Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. There we go. Welcome back to State of the Nation, hour number two, final program of 2023. And uh, so far, it's going off without a hitch. I am Steve Hook, broadcasting live from Central Jersey, uh, right on the shore. And my man, Brian Hesher McLean, is in Central Texas. And Hesher, one more hour in 2023 is officially in the books uh, for State of the Nation, my friend. I can tell it's going to go fast already, Steve. It's been a great year and a great show today. It was uh, it was a little bit weird to not do um, you know our, mo- our usual Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing, but we sure appreciate that today's news talk is just a great, great place to work. And uh, yeah, coming into the week, busting out Thursday and Friday into another holiday weekend. Here we go. Yeah, right. I, I kind of, I'm kind of getting used to this two day work week. Uh, <laughs> Don't get used to it, man. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to get a lot used to do to in 24. Yeah. Listen, by the way, I wanted to, uh, but before we jump in with ruckus here in just a sec, did you hear what, uh, Ohio Republican governor Mike DeWine did? This is, uh, so absurd. Uh, people in Ohio do better, do better, please. Ohio Republican Governor Mike DeWine went against his own GOP-led legislature on Friday, that would be this morning, and he vetoed a bill that would have banned gender-affirming treatments for minors and kept transgender athletes out of women's sports, and just as importantly, kept them out of girls' bathrooms and locker rooms and shower stalls and whatnot. So Mike DeWine is uh, apparently followed the trans pill. He's totally in on it. He says, I've listened to youth and parents. Parents have told me that if not for this treatment, their child would be dead. Well, gee, you think they might have an, uh, you know, might have an agenda at play here, Mike? The legislation was known as the Enact Saving Adolescents from Experimentation, or SAFE. So, um I just uh, I cannot believe that Mike DeWine would veto this, especially given what polls say about what most Americans think about this. Uh, And as a common sense American myself, I would just say this is grooming on a large scale. I don't it's it's it is gender dysphoria. It, it, the American Psychiatric Association still calls it gender dysphoria. That has not changed. And by the way, it should be pointed out that quite a few of these recent school shootings, they've been transgenders. I'm not saying they did it because they were transgender. I'm saying they did it because they had a mental health issue that is now being coddled and codified by idiots like Mike DeWine. And I just cannot believe that the Ohio governor would pull the uh, rug out from under the legislature this way and really under the, the, the feet of the parents that now have to send their daughter who might be on the 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 field hockey team from having to shower with Michelle who up until a week ago was known as Michael um but that's just what I just wanted to throw out there Hesh what do you think about uh DeWine's doing this yeah Ohio uh sorry that happened Ohio conservatives I don't think that's what you were voting for when you voted in DeWine and uh DeWine oh what a what a pathetic turd this guy literally treating conservatives in his state like dogs 
literally just stroking their heads, right? Oh, it's okay. It's okay, little doggy. I like parental rights. This should be a parental rights thing. Yeah, okay. Talk to us about how this is an issue between parents and kids. While the state, while the education boards, while the media, while the government is sticking in policies and crazy, weird, rainbow-haired people, sexualizing kids, and um, promoting this stuff. And also, you know, in places where this stuff festers, they also like to um, do away with parents' rights, a parent's rights to know what's going on with their child in the school. So this would, you know, and I'm not a fan of big government, um, but this would be a case where the state government could come in and say, no, we're not going to do this to kids. Sorry, we're not going to do this to kids. Um, So for him to come in and pretend it's like, this is all just between parents and kids while the school is there pushing this stuff on kids and actively trying to not tell parents about it. Well, that talking point falls flat. And the other talking point he used, this, my child would be dead if this wasn't allowed. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many post, um, post-procedure transsexual people take their own lives? It's yeah. more than likely that it will happen in that case. It's like a coin toss of likeliness in that case that it could lead to suicide, whereas mild gender dysphoria is often overcome by a young person as they mature. Yeah, it really is just so. It's so. Yeah, I think Dewine is uh, is out of his mind to say I'm doing this because I'm uh, because of the the parents I've spoken to. What about the parents of the fourth grade daughter that doesn't want? her her their daughter in a restroom or a locker room with a biological male what about that what about the college athletes the collegiate athletes that 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 that, that are swimming against men uh you know the riley Gaines story all over again dewine can say all he wants he's pandering uh and i hope that he gets his ass thrown out of office for this this is just the worst of the worst but that's just me you know what can i say i i i I'm I'm so annoyed at this kind of garbage. That's that's but like I said, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Hey, by the way, do you have a suggestion for a possible guest or a host that you'd like to hear on TNT Radio? Maybe a topic you haven't heard that you'd like to hear us touch on. Well, we want to hear from you. All you have to do is complete the suggestion form on the TNT Radio website and help us make a difference on today's news talk, TNT Radio. It's the stuff. It's that division people are talking about. And that cluelessness that they want to push. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, let's bring Ruckus back into the mix. Uh, It's uh, when it comes to engaging in a worker's strike in order to really bring attention to your cause, timing, uh, as so much in life, is everything. Timing is everything, right? This week, union officials announced that Cook's Room attendants and other workers at the Hilton Pasadena and the Hyatt Place Pasadena hotels will be walking off the job at dawn on New Year's Eve, just as Pasadena gets ready for the Rose Bowl parade and the Rose Bowl game. Here with the story, joining us once again, TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark Ruckus. So, uh, yeah, timing is everything. Uh, I'd hate to have booked a room in one of those hotels and called down for room service only to find out that I'm SOL. What's the story here? I think that's their intention is to throw a wrench in the works at the most inopportune time. That way they cause a bit of a, well, ruckus, I suppose, as it were. Um, 
What what a horrible thing to do. Uh, this is technically the most po- Pasadena, California in the United States of America to our overseas listeners. It's the most populous city and the primary cultural center of the San Gabriel Valley. Uh, it's actually located in Los Angeles County. Um, and uh, hey, speaking of Los Angeles, workers across Los Angeles hotels have been engaged in ongoing labor disputes with employers since July in what Unite Here Local 11, that's a union, calls the largest hotel worker strike in modern history. Now, the workers' primary goals include wage increases to keep keep pace with the soaring cost of housing in Los Angeles, quality and affordable health insurance, and humane workloads. This all according to Unite Here Local 11. Which staged walkouts at hotels across Southern California and Arizona across the summer. A representative for AIM Bridge Hospitality, the operator of the Hilton Pasadena, did not respond immediately to requests for comment left by City News Service. A spokesman for Hyatt Place Pasadena, operator Ensemble Hospitality, said no one was available on Wednesday when asked to comment on the strike situation. Uh, Pasadena, among the other things that I mentioned, is home to the Rose Bowl game and the Rose Parade, which take place on January 1st. Happy New Year. The escalating labor dispute will impact guests of the Hilton and Hyatt Place Pasadena during these events, given that no agreement has been reached at these properties, according to the union. Lisa Derderian, there we go. Lisa Derderian, spokeswoman for the city of Pasadena, said in a statement to City News Service, quote, we have been and will continue to work with the unions on safe and lawful ways in which they can express their rights to free speech and demonstrations. Uh, Public safety is our priority, and it's our obligation to protect the health and safety and well-being of our community. We plan for all types of events that could occur during the parade game and are prepared to address potential scenarios. We hope any groups who have negative intent understand and respect the law and allow for an enjoyable experience for the thousands of visitors who are in town, end quote. Unite Here says the strike comes after numerous tentative contract agreements were reached across Los Angeles and Orange County. Major Marriott and Hilton properties across Southern California, such as the JW JW Marriott and Hilton Irvine, reached agreements with their workers in past month. However, Ambridge and Ensemble have, quote, consistently refused to meet the new hotel contract standards, end quote, according to the union. And the union alleges that Ensemble's Hotel Maya in Long Beach has recently come under fire, quote, for being the site of violence against a hotel employee for the second time since August, end quote. The workers, also including dishwashers, servers, bellmen, and front desk agents, will conduct a New Year's Eve parade of their own beginning at 6 p.m. at the Hilton Pasadena, according to the labor union. Get it? Because they're going to be on strike. Uh, Unite Hero Local 11 says that they represent more than 32,000 hospitality workers in Southern California and Arizona who are employed across things such as hotels, restaurants, universities, convention centers, and, oh my, airports. So, yeah, uh, they, they picked the right time to do this if they wanted to have the most impact, uh, I would suggest. But what do you gentlemen think? 
<laughs> well, first off, while you were reading that to us, Ruckus, I went to the Hyatt website in Hyatt uh, in Pasadena, and uh, the rooms standard rates for a uh, king bed start at four hundred and fifty nine dollars a night and go up to $859 a night if you want the specialty room with the larger square footage and the sofa bed. So um, that's approaching. By the time you get your cleaning fees and, you know, extras, bottles of water, uh, courtesy bar, that kind of stuff, you're looking at a $900 stay for one night at the standard rate. Um, so to think that somebody might pay $900 a night and go to the hotel for, you know, this big game, uh, and, and not have the, some of the amenities that are booked with part of the hotel, that's pretty shocking right there. What do you think, Steve? I just, I, well, $900 a night is an outrageous amount of money, no matter where you're staying. I don't care if it's yeah. Pasadena. California or Versailles. I mean, that's a lot of damn money. Uh, for that money, I want turn down service every night and I want thin mints on my pillow. But the thing is about these unions, what they're going to do, what this union's going to do is, uh, and, and Ruckus is so spot on here, timing is everything here. They're going to cause as much problems as they can, not to the hotels, but to the guests of the hotels. So they're going to use their union thuggery to destroy people's weekends that some of people have been planning this for a long time, I'm sure. And they probably been saving for a long time at those rates. And yet they're going to be screwed by this. And then by the way, the union will of course donate all of their funds right back to the Democrat party of California who created this problem in the first place. It is a, to borrow your phrase, it is a self-licking ice cream cone, isn't it? They create the problem then they bitch about the problem, get more money thrown at them, and then they turn that money right back over to the people that caused the problem. Meanwhile, the people that are paying $900, foolishly, paying $900 a night uh, are not going to get clean sheets, not going to get new towels. And, uh, you know, you might as well forget to hang. If you got the, if you got the door thing that says, please clean room, you can forget that this weekend because that sign is going to be ignored as there will be no one there to do the work. Uh, it, it's... You know, I love unions. I've got nothing against private sector unions. I really don't. But sometimes their tactics are just so they're not aimed in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. But that's just me. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, Ruckus, thank you, brother. Do you have anything else to add on this one? Uh, real quick, I guess I, I imagine that they're attempting to hurt the uh, those specific hotels um, as the employers. This has nothing to do with uh, necessarily trying to um, you know cause any discomfort to the would be customers, uh, but that is of course the end result. But I think the idea is to pressure uh, Hilton, Hyatt, and all of them to uh, you know play ball so that they don't miss out on what is probably for them the biggest revenue time of the year. I think that's the intention here. I think you're right about that, but I don't know that it's going to work, and that's the problem. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, Ruckus, as always, brother, thank you very much. Happy New Year to you, man. We'll see you next year. Somebody had to say it. I'll be the one to say it. See you next year, Ruckus. <laughs> that's right. See you guys next year. <laughs> Take care. All right, you're listening and watching State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT Radio. We will be back right after this. 
TNT Radio's Joe Hoff. Just a terrible situation there, and Biden was behind it, pushing these arms, pushing billions of dollars over there. We don't know where that money went. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you a huge percent uh, went. I bet you more than fifty percent didn't go to the uh, to the people or to the war. Uh, it went to people's pockets, kind of like what we have in in uh, Palestine. Uh, with the U.S. since since well under Biden, uh, Trump shut this down. Thank God. But under Biden, Obama, they started sending billions over to uh, that part of the world these people are have been after israel forever and and uh, supported by iran and billions of dollars going their way and uh, to help them not uh, you know basically uh create chaos in the middle east terrorism and and we saw what happened earlier this year about a month ago uh, the two one attack in israel and the death and destruction rape and kidnapping more than 240 people kidnapped joe hoft on today's news talk radio tnt the Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not far-right, just right so far thelightpaper.co.uk So many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now or blood clotting after the COVID-19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. Welcome back to State of the Nation right here live on today's News Talk TNT Radio. And of course, join us in the chat room over there. We have an interactive live chat room. Shout out to you over there in the interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Episodes link, everything you need is up there. Now, uh, Steve, it looks like we're going to be joined by uh, Mr. Timothy Shea pretty soon here. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, I think he's probably going to join us in the, the second segment of this hour because we do have uh, Steve Camp looking to join the show also. So that's going to be really interesting. So while we get that uh, set up, um, I wanted to throw this one your way here and uh, just the headline pretty much because I think our guest is going to join us shortly. But um, experts are now warning that Bud Light won't fully recover in 2024. Can you are you surprised at all, Steve? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm not at all surprised. And, and, and you know, Hesh, it wasn't so much because of the old uh, I forget the the the, the chick's name, uh, Dylan, whatever, Mulvaney. It wasn't even because of that. And we talked about this when it first went down. It was the ham-fisted way with which they handled it after it exploded. Um, for one, you get this girl, the, the Wharton Business School grad that went on and said, you know, we're getting away from the whole men and beer and all of this misogyny and screw them. In other words, telling their entire customer base to pound sand, we don't care about you. Uh, that was horrible. Then when that was, then they said, okay, Alina, you got to go. That's not going to play. And then they just didn't handle it right. It was the, it was, it was a marketing faux pas that will be taught in business schools for decades to come. And InBev and Anheuser-Busch uh, are going to be the butt of a lot of jokes in these classrooms going forward, I would think, because uh, I'll tell you who's happy about this. Target and Disney, <laughs> because they made the same mistake 
but nobody has made it as badly as Bud Light did. That's for sure. So I think that Bud Light's got a long road to recovery. Maybe this thing with the uh, UFC will help a little bit. Maybe if they start re-embracing the Clydesdales and the all-American spirit that they had. And, you know, here's to you, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Everyman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well Steve, our, our guest has arrived here, and I'm very excited to introduce our guest. Uh, his name is Steve Camp, and he may be best known for his impact on Christian music uh, with... 15 number one songs and wow. over 40 top tens. He's also a pastor and he's always felt called to speak what God placed on his heart. He's joining us now. Steve Camp, welcome to State of the Nation. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you guys. And I tell you, listening to the segment, I couldn't agree with you more on the Bud Light issue. It just makes me happy I'm a coffee drinker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a mistake yes, Folgers would make. Great to be with you guys. Yes, we appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. So, you know, we've got a number of things we want to pick your brain about. You know, I've been perusing your website and checking out your music this morning, and I just love what you're doing out there. Um, and you're not afraid. You know, most musicians, many, most, I don't know, maybe you could tell me, um, avoid a lot of the social commentary. You know, if we put Taylor Hook and all her corporate stuff aside, when it comes to real musicians, you don't see a lot of it. They leave a lot um, to the imagination of the listener, which is a tactic that I understand. But you're open to talk about systemic racism, BLM, the meaning of civil rights, what it means to be a conservative these days, and where the church is in all of this. So take us away. What do you think about all this? Yeah, you know, it's, it's always perplexed me, too, in the industry. You have handlers, and then you have people that support you. And years ago, I came out with a thing called the 107 Theses. I, I wasn't trying to better Luther. I just had more ground to cover than papal indulgences. And, and here it was one of those things where uh, we sent out about 10,000 copies around the country and to every recording studio, a lot of artists. And strangely enough, those in gospel music or Christian music really were upset with me. But my friends in pop music, rock music, they were like, oh, man, this is great. Keep going, Steve. This is wonderful. And, uh, you know, so it's that love-hate thing. But eventually, at some point, you just have to say it's the right thing to do, and we've got to speak the truth and uh, leave the results uh, to the Lord and to the powers that be. So I'm not sure why more artists don't. Uh, but we have the arts, and by nature, I mean, think of the great protest songs with Neil Young and Pete Seeger and Dylan especially, uh, Bob Dylan, that is. I mean, what yes. an amazing time where they changed the culture, the peace pollution revolution that occurred, and uh, that's been my influence all my music uh, career. So I don't like doing the Nashville two-step but I do like uh, trying to deal with issues as they come up and putting them in the songs. And I think the music has a great way of influencing people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just mentioned uh, at least two of the, the, of the three artists you mentioned, two of them are, I'm not a huge Seeger fan a little bit before my time, but Neil Young, Bob Dylan, love all of that stuff. Don't dislike yeah. Pete Seeger. Just don't know much, much of his music. And I, and I also think he's a communist, but that's another story for another day. No, um, that's right. I understand. <laughs> I would just say, um, Steve, you know, the thing is, is when, when we talk about celebrities and you're in the music industry and I spent a good portion of my life working in the music industry through the radio end of it, as you know, it's all kind of interconnected there. 
Yeah. But when we talk about Hollywood specifically, I almost get why they are liberal and why they are progressive. They they work with a bunch of people uh, that do hair and makeup that may be gay. That they're they're producers or whoever. There's it's a big family, and they all tend to kind of think the same way. They're all in this in this liberal Hollywood bubble. And they all cocktail party with each other. And so they don't really know anybody that thinks differently than them. Musicians, yeah. though, on the other hand, are a little bit different. They're touring. They're hitting the stages. They're seeing crowds of people. You don't get George Clooney going out and playing the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. But you might <laughs> see, you know, you might see a band out there. And yeah. th those are the ones that I never understood. And I mean, I remember when the Dixie Chicks stepped into it. Uh, when they badmouth Bush over in uh, London. Yeah. Doesn't it seem that some of these artists would kind of get the clue that maybe, just maybe, the reason people buy your records are because they like your music and they don't give a rip about your politics. Uh, Absolutely. I don't want to see, you know? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. It's, uh, I think it was Laura Ingram who came out with a book right around that time with the Dixie Chicks called Shut Up and Sing. Because yeah. people pay to, to hear some political view. They want to hear the music. Now, if you're going to see Neil Young, it's a different thing. That's baked in to how he writes his music. That's also baked into Bob Dylan. I mean, Blowing in the Wind, uh, all those great songs he came up with in his quintessential album that I love from the early 80s, Serve Somebody, Slow Train Coming. Man, with the Muscle Shoals guys, tremendous oh, stuff. Yeah. He never lost that edge. You know, I think about it, what happened with the whole COVID thing about three years ago, three and a half years ago, we never shut down our church for one day. We weren't buying the rhetoric. We wanted to be sensitive to people's feelings. But man, it was so amazing when Eric Clapton came out and said, hey, any promoter that won't allow people in with masks or without masks, uh, we're going to cancel those shows. We want people to come as they are that they feel comfortable with. And man, I tell you, I had a new appreciation for Eric. Always been a huge fan from the days of Cream till now. But man, what a what a great thing that that is. And I wish more artists weren't intimidated thinking they're going to lose an audience or lose sales. It comes down to the markability of it. But I think people today, kind of like you were hinting at, are really wanting to speak the truth of it and to be black or white on gray issues uh, in the politics of it should also infect things. So listen, I've always thought it'd be a wonderful thing if we did away with the award shows for a year and we didn't have industries patting us on the back for a year of our art, but that we could do something in community, in the social construct to speak about some of these issues, racism, for example, um, it's not a, a skin issue. It's not a skin problem. It's a sin problem. It's an issue of the heart. Uh, the scriptures are clear on how we are to recover a common humanity, the dignity of all people, because all people are made into the image of God. It's what I shared. I won't mention his name, but with a pretty famous actor who was a very strong BLM activist. And I told him, he says, where do you want to go to sing some of these songs of yours? I said, I want to go to Ferguson. Let's go right into the heart of the line. He goes, man, we will mess you up. And I said, you know, you're going to be right there with me because we have to work this out. We've got to understand what it is to overcome these things and not judge someone by the, 
the melanin of their life, but really what they've done and how they've accomplished and the values they live by. So I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. We need more artists to speak their mind and not yeah. worry about the politics surrounding the industry. Absolutely, Steve. I mean, if all of our artists and musicians and actors would have done what Eric Clapton did and said, no, thanks, we'll go solo. We don't need uh, all the corporate money and we'll figure this out with our fans. It would be the greatest equalizer in music perhaps ever. Um, Mr. Camp, please hold the line. Uh, we have a headline inbound here coming up in a moment. Go to realstevecamp.com, by the way, to get uh, your, your eyeballs on Steve Camp's work. Stay tuned, sir. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Now, where trusted newscasters deliver the day's news at the same reliable time. TNT Radio News. That sounds awesome. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Massive waves caused by intense storms in the Pacific Ocean led to at least eight people being hospitalized in California's coastal towns on Thursday. The Colorado Republican Party's petition to the U.S. Supreme Court is a pivotal step in ensuring former President Donald Trump remains on the state's 2024 primary ballot. In Liberia, a catastrophic incident occurred earlier this week when a fuel tanker leaking gasoline exploded while people were gathering around it. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda, it never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. All right, Steve Camp is our guest, musician, pastor, and what a great guy. Uh, Steve, does building on what you were just talking about, when you're having these conversations, it comes down to a fundamental question, I think. What is systemic racism? Does it exist in our nation? It feels like it was on its way out in the 90s, and then all of a sudden it's back. What happened? Yeah, you know what? I, I don't agree that the nation is systemic and racist. I don't believe that there's a war between the police and inner city black young people in urban environments where they're targeting them. Um, Heather McDonald has a great book on this called War on Cops. And uh, there's some other books on the race grievous industry. It's motivated by money. Um, if you remember the incident that happened a few years ago where three white men uh, killed a black young man at a construction site. They thought he was there trying to rob in the neighborhood and so forth. Um, and here his father, Marcus, had a, the, the three white men were found guilty as charged on homicide issues, and rightly so. But uh, Benjamin Crum and Al Sharpton, uh, the Twin Towers of Systemic Racism, were there with Marcus outside the courtroom and they were saying that the reporters were Marcus, aren't you glad that justice was done? And he said, absolutely. But he says, let's turn the tables for a moment. What if those were three black young men that killed a white young man? What would have happened? You know, would we have had the mass riotings? Would we have had all this? And he said, we have to get to the place where we just can't say black lives matter or white lives matter. And then he said, Let's say it together. We shouldn't be ashamed of it. All lives matter. And he said, I'm not afraid to say that. And you could see Crum and Sharpton 
just melt in the background, trying to motion him off the platform. But here was a father whose son was killed, who was relishing as we were in the justice that was done through the system to these three white men that did this horrible crime. But he was speaking the truth from a broken heart. And I thought, boy, if there's a quintessential look at it, we're not a racist country. Go to Arlington. If you've ever been to Arlington Seminary, Cemetery, pardon me, you know, 400,000 graves, 600,000 lost their lives during the Civil War. You want to talk about reparations? It was paid for on both sides of that aisle with the blood of those soldiers. We're the only nation in world history that has fought that kind of battle is a new nation to say slavery has to go. And this was the thing that was so wonderful in the late 1800s of that. Unfortunately, Jim Crow laws came back or came into fruition. Johnson with the what 1965 uh, Civil Rights Act, he only did that and supported that because of on the heels of President Kennedy's uh, death, but here, Republicans um, really were the champions of the anti-slavery issue. They were abolitionists. Uh, sadly to say the Democrats were. Today, who's the leading propagator of slavery around the world? I hate to say it in this way, but it's is Islam. It's the Islamic uh, terrorists that all around the globe have people enslaved. And this is what we're seeing at the borders. This is what we're seeing through the cartels. And uh, man, it's time that we take a stand on those things and recover the dignity of human life again. Yeah, you know, Steve, when you when you mentioned that and you uh, you <laughs> Crum and, and Sharpton being the twin towers of uh, the race hustlers, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, Booker T. Washington had this right over a century ago. He called out yeah. race hustlers over 130 years ago when he said these people are in it. They're in it for the money. And they, 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 I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially uh, they're like doctors that don't want the patient to get any better because should the patient get better, they don't get paid. Uh, and, yeah. and that's what's gone on here. And unfortunately, um, it continues unabated. I mean, we just had a African-American president that served two terms in office. Um, and yet, and they still say it's systemic racism. Well, you take a look at our southern border. It's wide open. We're getting flooded by brown people and black people from all over the world. And I don't know, but if I were a black or brown person, I would not want to be going to a country that is systemically racist. I would want to be going to a country that is not systemically racist, where I could possibly uh, get out from under the foot of the leftist government tyrannies that have kept me uh, and my family in poverty. And that's what we're seeing. So. How do we get over, I guess, a roundabout way of asking you this, how do we yeah. put this to bed by by shining a light on the hustle? That's what seems to be, it, 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 it seems like people need to be aware of the fact that you're being conned. It seems like we're seeing more and more people wake up to it, but I don't know. Well, you know, in the, in the establishment clause of the First Amendment, we're given five great rights with the Second Amendment as well. But one of them is the separation. People say church and state, but it's really the separation of state from the church. The state cannot govern, create its own denomination, tell us how to worship, you know, how to how to read the Bible, what we can do, when to pray, when not to pray. During COVID, they were saying you can meet social distancing, but you can't sing because if you sing, it's going to spread more germs, and that's going to be a, an awkward thing. You can't take communion. Well, they cross the line. 
what's the issue that we need here? Uh, I mean, two great things, Reformation and revival. Reformation, not just going back to the times of Luther and the Reformation in the early 1500s, but it meant to right the wrong. And then revival was the declaration of sound doctrine and truth. So, uh, listen, as a conservative, uh, whether someone's Republican or Libertarian or whatever they may be, um, there's two key things, rule of law, rule of faith. We want to honor the rule of law. We, we do not live in a democracy. We live in a constitution republic. And therefore, we have representative government that should honor the constitution, rule of law. The, the believers in this country, but good law-abiding citizens ought to, ought to hold to that. Secondly, rule of faith. The uh, rule of law protects the civil rights issues rule of faith deals with the humanity behind those issues because we're made in the image of god so both are necessary there's a place for church there's a place for state and until we get that right we're going to see the chaos whether it's the bolshevik biden regime or whether it's something else we want to be in a place where we can say let's your life matters to me does my life matter to you and fight for that inalienable right of faith freedom and family together that's yeah, the whole here, essence here. of civil rights is it not i mean that was the whole point of all of that all of that stuff and for the media grifters and the political grifters to tell us that we don't have that anymore that that blood that was spilt that you mentioned meant nothing and that nothing has changed and everything is still part of, you know, it's just ridiculous. So, you know, uh, we really want to thank you. Steve Camp, again, realstevecamp.com is the website. An amazing conversation with you here today. And, uh, you know, I, I think and I hope that people like yourself and Eric Clapton, who you've mentioned, and some of our colleagues here like Joseph Arthur, you know, musicians yeah. that are not afraid to take the stand and say no i'm not going to just leave it all to the imagination and make it milk toast for everybody this is an important thing you're doing so uh any final uh, thoughts we're just about out of time yeah you know what just to say as, as a christian i want to encourage people live gospel strong when they ask you about faith don't stutter but also let's be citizens of this earth that will really love our neighbor in an age of rage all right. Yeah. Well said. Amazing. God yeah. bless you. Yeah. Uh, Thank Steve you, gentlemen. Camp. Great to be with you today. Appreciate Thank it. You, Thank Steve. you. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Happy Thank New you. Year. Happy we'll new have year you on again. You. Good luck in the uh -huh. new year. That's Steve Camp, realstevecamp.com, right here on State of the Nation. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. I hope you had a great one. And if you tune into my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern here on TNT, you know that I bring a lot of things back to Seinfeld. Well, we're going to do that right now. But first, Frank Costanza has to tell you what Festivus is. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. A Festivus for the rest of us! There you have it. Now we go to Florida. This display is at Orlando International Airport. Please join us for a Festivus for the rest of us 
complete with a grievance box and a pole, which comes with a warning not to use it as a dance pole. And look at this. 13 years ago, inside the Florida Capitol building, a Festivus pole made of Pabst Blue Ribbon beer cans. Like I said, everything comes down to Seinfeld. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Ballsberg, right here on TNT. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed, and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing. Nurturing. Rescuing. Honoring. Protecting. Caring. Inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes, across all missions, has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. The Nonprofit Alliance. Conversations about what matters the most. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Well, it seems only fitting for our final segment of 2023 to welcome back into the fold as our final guest of the year. Uh, the uh, One of the three amigos, the Memphis Three Amigos, our good buddy and TNT cohort, Timothy Shade joins us now. Timothy, hello, brother. Welcome back to State of the Nation. It's so good to see you and a happy uh, early new year to you, brother. How you doing? Hello, lads. Great to be with you again. I was going to come as baby new year, but the store was out of adult diapers. So that was out. And and then I figured, you know, I don't want to compete with Hesh. I don't have his beard game. So father time <laughs> was was out as well. So I guess I, I figured I'd just show up as Timbo. How are you doing? Uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for not. I, I, if, if you would have shown up in the adult baby diaper, Timothy, I would have said, I would have never guessed baby new year. I would have thought he's doing a Biden impression. <laughs> there you go. You know, let's get into this right away. Okay. Cause we've only got a few minutes. Yeah. What was 23, 2023 to my mind, the mask came off the Democrat party. The Democrat party is dead. The Democrat party is now called the Republican party. Okay. If you look at John Kennedy's policies, he'd be a Republican today, people say. Well, that's not because Kennedy's policies have changed in the last 60 years. That's because the Republican Party has slid that much further to the left. And the Democrats are flat-out communist. I called them commiecrats years ago. I said, they hate you, they hate me, they hate America. Every day is opposite day with them. Up is down, left is right, and right is wrong. And those last two are double entendres on purpose. They literally came out this week trying to push the meme that President Trump sharded in a meeting with Dianne Feinstein. Meanwhile, Joe Biden had to change suits at the Vatican. And when he was in England, he was never invited back. There was a reason for that. But there, but no, it was Trump. It was Trump that shat his pants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, Timbo. This is uh, one of our colleagues just sent me this, so thank you. Uh, this is a, a, an X post from uh, Travis in Flint. He says, it's the end of 2023, and this is the current state of Joe Biden's America. More people are illegally crossing the border than children being born. 
The leading candidate who wants to stop the invasion is being dragged through multiple court systems, including the president's DOJ. Two states have attempted to remove the leading candidate from the ballot for a crime he was never charged with. Sanctuary cities are being overwhelmed with numbers of migrants taking resources from Americans. The federal deficit is increasing to levels we've never seen before. And the GOP is doing nothing to stop any of this and instead have members actively working with Democrats to subvert what conservatives voted for. What do you think? I think the conservatives need to stop voting for Republicans simply because they have an R after their name. Look at Governor Mike DeWine in Ohio. Yeah, he, just, he just vetoed a bill that would prohibit men from competing in women's sports at the high school and undergraduate level in the state of Ohio. And that bill also would have banned transgender surgery. They, you know, the, everything is backwards with these people, right? They call it gender affirming surgery. I'm sorry, if you're slicing a boy's penis open to create an artificial vagina, that's not gender affirming, that's gender denying. Yeah, right on. We talked about Mike DeWine. I, uh, and, and, I, and, and listen, I'm sure that we have a lot of fans in Ohio. It's a wonderful state, beautiful state, but God, People in Ohio do better. Mike DeWine's got to go. Uh, well, I was Mike DeWine has to that. go. The good news is we've got a lot of great candidates in Ohio. Right of center right now is right of center yeah. USA. We're pushing uh, Senator for U.S. Senator Bernie Marino to go along with J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance has endorsed Bernie. President Trump has endorsed Bernie. Bernie is the guy. We don't need pasty old white guy, Matt Dolan. And I guess I can say that because I am the original white boy. Pasty old white guy, Matt Dolan. We don't need him. And, and Frank LaRose needs to focus on his job at Secretary of State and clamp down this election. Okay, we got to stop voting for people just because they have an R after their name. For governor, it needs to be George Lang next time. Okay, Senator George Lang out of the Cincinnati area, southwestern Ohio. He is one of the founders of the Ohio Business First Caucus. He has done so much for that state. And he's the kind of guy, you know, he's not some, they try to portray anybody that's to the right of uh, Mao as some right-wing radical that's going to destroy America. Meanwhile, these people are saying, well, in order to save democracy we have to destroy democracy we can't we can't allow people to vote for who they want you see because this is what it comes down to guys they don't hate donald trump they hate us and they don't trust us not to elect donald trump that's, that's what exactly this is right. all about that's exactly right yeah that's exactly yeah. right timbo how far do you think they will go in the coming year to stop donald trump from running do you how I, how crazy could it get i think they'll go all the way i think this i think we're staring down the barrel of 1968 all over again this is my fear i said to a very dear friend of all, all of ours last night on the telephone that i genuinely fear that they are going to try to assassinate him because nothing has worked so far every time they indict him his poll numbers go up every time they take him to court and try to keep him off a ballot they lose this whack job secretary of state up in maine is about to have her head handed to her on a platter by a court up there. They only have one logical option. And these people, if they've done nothing else, have shown a willingness to tell any lie, push any false narrative, and commit any crime. And the problem with not holding people accountable for small crimes 
is that they feel emboldened to commit greater crimes. We also have a government that's already assassinated one president in the last 60 years with a bullet, another president with Senate hearings, because Richard Nixon was a, a bloodless assassination so that they can install Warren Commission member Gerald Ford as president. And then they tried to take out Ronald Reagan with the bullet. I am deathly afraid that the left is going to try to assassinate Donald Trump. And I hope and pray that I'm wrong. I, I don't like being right about these things. And I really hope and pray that I'm wrong or that at least they're stopped. Yeah. Well, you're not kidding. And uh, we were talking to Lou Pate earlier in the show, and he kind of echoed your sentiments there. I would only say, and I would only warn the left, and I think that they know this, and I don't think they really give a rip. But if that if that is their final bullet in the chamber, so to speak, we're looking at a second civil war. Uh, but that's that what would, they want, that, Steve. But that's what they well, want. Why if, do you if that's think what the federal they, government has over a billion rounds of ammunition in the, the National Oceanographic Aeronautic Administration, the Department yeah, right, of Commerce, services. the Department of yeah. Agriculture? Why do you think all these executive departments have so many weapons and so many rounds of ammunition? Yeah, well, got, that's what I, they want. I, they, they may want it. I don't know that they'd be happy if they got it, is what I'm saying. Well, there is well, that. This, this is timely. This is timely because I got another post from one of our colleagues here. Listen to this. This is posted by um, at Wall Street Apes. It's anecdotal to me at this point, but there's a quote that I want to read you. Here's their analysis statement before the quote. So the ATF follows law-abiding Americans home from gun shows, but they're allowing illegal immigrants to purchase and carry guns now. And here's the quote. My husband owns a gun shop, and he just called me to tell me that the ATF has made updates to their background check policy, and effective today, they give an exemption to illegal immigrants to be able to purchase firearms. Now, this strangely coincides with uh, California, New York, and Chicago making it legal for illegals to be police officers. Tell me our government isn't about to pull some shenanigans without telling me our government is about to pull some shenanigans, end quote. Hmm. You know, as an Irishman, I hate the use of that word shenanigans, right? Because shenanigans connotes a, a sense of high spiritedness, right? High schoolers out uh, doing a Chinese fire drill or, or mooning people at a stoplight, that's shenanigans, okay? What our government is trying to do is not shenanigans. They're actively, the left is actively looking to destroy this country. Pillar by pillar, they've destroyed all our institutions, our religious institutions, our educational institutions, our social and cultural institutions, our athletic institutions. You know, they have to destroy anything like professional sports that brings us together as a people apart from our political differences. Everything has to be political and everything has to be polarized so that they can divide and conquer us. Right. Well, right. gee, there's a, there's a heartwarming message to take into the new year. Uh, I hate to leave on a sad note, so let's talk about something <laughs> happy, okay? But no, you asked my opinion, and that's I, I've never dreaded a new year like I'm dreading this year. Well, let I me ask you this, Tim. I was six years old in 1968, and I remember that summer vividly. Uh, yeah, well, that would, yeah, and by the way, speaking of speaking of Robert Kennedy, the son, of course, uh, has right. still not been given Secret Service protection. You know, no, we mentioned and, that earlier. And Hesher and I, Hesher and I were at the Lorraine Motel this summer down in Memphis. Yep. We wished you could have joined us because you missed some amazing Central City barbecue. But we're going to hit yeah. that again. I'm quite certain. But no, seriously, so. being there, being there, and seeing they have the same two automobiles that were parked out in front. The 
we didn't go inside, but the, you can look online. The room hasn't changed, and it's truly a memorial. It's yeah. in not just a museum, and but I mean flashbacks because I I saw that live on TV, and yeah. from that same exact shot where the camera shot was right where we were standing, and it was chilling, and I, I can't help but feel like we're headed into 1968. Yeah, yeah. either yeah, it's either it's either RFK or or MLK. Uh, well, it was they, a horrible they got them both in 68, yep. right? Damn There's right. nothing yeah, that says did. that Trump isn't the only person they're going to be taking out. And I'll I don't agree with Bobby. I don't agree with Bobby on a lot of the political issues, right? But he's a man of integrity. We heard his speech there in, in Memphis, and he's an American patriot. He's the kind of Democrat we need more of. It used to be that we said that I might disagree with what you have to say, but I'll defend with my life your right to say it. That's not what the Democrat Party believes these days. We used to say politics stops at water's edge and we're going to go out to the world united as Americans. That's not what the Democrat Party believes anymore. And unfortunately, too much of the Republican Party today agrees with the Democrat Party. We have to change this GOP literally from the top to the bottom. Ronna McDaniel has to go and we need to have more patriots in there. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. Maybe maybe there's the silver lining. Maybe 2024 will be the year of the great realignment for the GOP. Uh, because God knows that uh, the DNC is is going down in flames uh, as far as their reputation with moderates and independents and a larger and growing uh, number of uh, black Americans are turning away from them. Hispanic Americans are turning. And yet they're still full balls to the wall uh, going forward with these crazy identity politics, divide and conquer, as you mentioned. So maybe there's a silver lining in here. Maybe the American people are going to wake up. I've always been a Reagan optimist. I believe in the wisdom of the American people, but they have been, we have been lied to over and over and over again. And these last four years, I mean, if you ever needed proof, just go take a look at the COVID coverage and everything, you know, just about anything else you want to look at. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, let's yeah, leave. So, We've got a couple minutes left. Let's leave on a happy note. Over. Did you right. did you have nice Christmases? Yes, one hundred percent. Excellent, one hundred percent. Did Did you watch yeah. any good? Did you watch any good uh, television shows? I don't watch TV anymore. I have Roku, and uh, I, I saw some great stuff. There's a on HBO Max. There's a series called Julia about uh, this young woman is telling the story of Julia Child. There's another on uh, Amazon Prime that's called. Uh, chemistry of cooking. It's about a, a chemist, a young chemist who experienced a gender discrimination in the 50s. They wouldn't let her be a chemist. So she became a, a cooking show instructor on TV and, and used her chemistry knowledge for cooking. And, you know, there's a lot of good uplifting stories that are being told. And all we hear about is, are, are all the negative stories. But I would strongly encourage people to go out there and find things that will feed your head. And I'm not talking about drugs. I'm talking <laughs> about knowledge. And I'm not talking about propaganda or, or X posts or anything else. Read a book, for goodness sakes. Go see a classic movie. There's so I'll, much I'll give you one. I'll, I'll give you a show. Capture it. I'll yeah. give you a show um, that, that the wife and I got into on Apple TV. Uh, Slow Horses. Have you guys watched this show? I've not, but I'm going to add it to my list right now. It's Gary Oldman. He stars and slow horses is the term that they use to describe these guys and gals that are in the MI5, 
but they're kind of kicked out of the main branch because they're derelict and say, you know, drunks or whatever. And they come together and they form a great, I mean, it's just a really interesting show. It's funny and it's, it's, it's a captivating show. You guys would like it. I'm sure. All right. Cool. Well, just about out of time here, Timothy. Really glad you joined us. Have a great new year and best of luck with the reckoning with Timothy Shea right here on TNT. Be sure and check it out Monday through Friday. And uh, my classics this year were Die Hard and National Lampoon's Christmas. And with that, I will say Happy New Year from State of the Happy Nation new year. on TNT. Happy New Year.